Hey everyone, and welcome to Behind the Box. I'm your host, Sherry, and we'll be interviewing passionate people who are on top of their game, discussing all things workplace culture and diving a little deeper into thought-provoking topics we think you'll love. We truly hope it makes a positive difference to your life, business, or workplace. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, I'm so excited to share Rebecca's story with you all. She is just such an incredible person. She has been traveling since she was little with her parents from New Zealand to Spain to Africa, and it has made her so culturally intelligent. It's just amazing what she has learned growing up in different countries. We will talk to her about how she started a business at 18, explore different pathways, whether it was from university to moving into the corporate world and she touches on her views on leadership and business and we'll talk a little about her business or I should say passion project Igniting Co which is really exciting hopefully it inspires you or at least we make you laugh thanks for listening before I pass it over to the lovely Rebecca I wanted to give a brief intro to this beautiful human so I know you can't see her, but she's gorgeous inside and out. And I was introduced to her by Mikey Ellis, who I'm also a huge fan of. Um, and I'll be getting him onto the show as well. But anyway, we had a coffee a while back, ages ago now, yeah. just to talk about your workplace culture. Because uh, that's what I'm really passionate about. And I know that's what you really care about as well. And I wanted to get you on because you're doing some stuff on the side as well and you've just got a really interesting background and you've traveled it sounds like you've traveled the world <laughs> and yeah you've just got a really interesting background I think it'll be awesome for people people to hear your story uh so I will hand it over to you just to tell us just a little bit about yourself and your journey yeah well, the Just first time I met Sherry, she brought me a whole of snacks and I was like, I love you. <laughs> Let's be best friends snacks. because I love snacks. <laughs> who doesn't? bond over food. I know. I was like, who is this girl who's come and bought me these amazing snacks and is so gorgeous? Aww, like, seriously. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Brainy box plug-in. <laughs> yes. Um, so my journey, um, it's it's been different to kind of um, most and... You know, I left New Zealand when I was 12 and we moved to Spain. Um, and so, you know, all of a sudden, wow. I was just like this new girl with a weird accent and everything was different. I had to, um, I was competing in like a rhythmic gymnastics team and doing really well in that. Is, and that, had why to you leave. Went, is that why you went to Spain? No, it was, it was family. So oh, okay. I had to leave all of that behind and... I actually got really bullied because I was, um, you know, had a weird accent and didn't really fit in. So from the age of like 12... I can't see you <laughs> being bullied. I just cannot yeah. see that happening. Um, so I had to like change to fit in. So all of a sudden I was, you know, like just to like get by at school, I had to yeah. like, you know, try and speak like everyone else and try and be into th- the same things. Because I think when you're 12 and you're trying to like you're discover trying to who friends. you are, you want to be liked. And I think that's at the core of like everyone you yeah. want to fit in. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I was there for five years and I moved to Dubai for two and a half years. Um, so I was 18 by the time that I finished and then I wow. moved to Argentina for a while and then back to Spain and then my family moved to Africa and that's when I moved to Australia and was like, okay, cool. I'm going to like leave and go set up my life now. And, um, it was funny. It was like this moment at 18 where I'm like, 
by myself and for the first time asking myself the question like who am I and what do I want to do because mm. my whole life I'd been trying to like fit, fit in different cultures and, yeah and... so like adapting became like my my skill I was like good at adapting I was yeah. good at connecting with people because I'd been around so many different people and different cultures that it was like okay like I'm I'm good at that now so yeah. I think everything that I've now done has been like a result of all of that and, and uncovering all those things mm-hmm. and knowing that or who I am and who I stand for when I really discovered that like that that is my thing mm. now to go out into the world and share yeah. so everything that I've done from that you know I started a university degree and then changed degrees and then started a fashion label um flew can to China me, can you tell me oh, that's a lot there's <laughs> a lot um, I know can and you I tell don't... me a few favorite things about your time in Africa your time in Spain your time in Dubai I'm just super curious um, or, yeah, like the food, <laughs> the, the weather, or Dubai like Dubai was like this bubble. It was like you know, like it was just a lot of parties and fun yeah. and just like how old were you? World, when you were there? Like sixteen. I had a fake Ooh. ID that Ooh, said my rebel. name was like Hope <laughs> Duffel, and it said I was twenty five. So I was just like living my absolute best life. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, not very Part responsible. Yeah. <laughs> I think all teenagers are like So that. now yeah. I'm just like, when I got to 18, I was like, I'm done with that. Yeah. I did a lot of that. Like, now yeah. I'm just like, I want to find myself and I want to yeah. like just, you know, find out who I am and what I love doing. So well, everyone else started partying at uni. I was like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not about it yet. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, Spain, it's kind of hard to remember, but it was just, it was just fun. It's just yeah. a good way. Like Europe has it right where you have a siesta and, you know, everything is just yeah. like... The way of living there is just like super cruisy and nice, and yeah. and Africa is just like amazing. It's just and so in, beautiful. Yeah, I can't even. Were you? Yeah. Whereabouts in Africa were you? Um, well, my family were in Botswana, so I didn't live there, but I was just I would always kind of go back and forth. Yeah, and it's very humbling. It's like wow. just like you know you see like some incredible things and and animals and just like the most beautiful sunsets and you just see people like yeah. so 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 happy and they have nothing yeah and it's just so humbling to see that you know like our idea of happiness like what even is that like I don't even you know we think that to be happy we have to be successful and have all these things but like then you see these Mm. these people that have nothing but they Mm. make the most of every single day and they are the people living their best lives because they make the most out of every single second and they might have one soccer ball that they've made from like tires or something and they just make the most of that and they go and have fun and they go and play so it's awesome that's that's just it's a good reminder, yeah. That's a lot of cultural intelligence you have. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it's, that is, it's really rare to have that at like such a young age. Mm. That's really cool. Oh, um, so, I think you mentioned you went to uni. So, what were you doing at uni? Well, in my very naive uh, youngness, I wanted to save Africa, so I started doing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I was I loved geography. Um, I loved people. Yeah. I loved culture. So I started doing like, a social science degree, and I was like, I'm going to work for the United Nations and save oh, Africa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really didn't enjoy the degree. It was like very political, and I was like, okay, I want to make an impact. I was so sure of that. I wanted to do something that meant something. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't think this degree is for me. Which um, that's still that. That is still in your core. Absolutely. To make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And then I changed to a business degree and I was doing really well. Like I was getting high grades and, but I was just like, I'm just sitting here studying a degree and I felt like 
I didn't actually know what the I wasn't doing it to get I wasn't trying to be like a lawyer or a doctor mm. I was just doing it because my whole life it was like go to school get a degree like that was yeah. all I knew yeah and I just like clearly remember this moment I think I was in accounting I was mm. like what am I doing this is not my strength and I don't want to mm. like I'm not even excited about learning this anymore yeah um and I was say like I was paying for uni like mum and dad were helping a little bit but I was working full-time yeah. um trying to pay off uni and I was like instead of paying four thousand or five thousand dollars a semester were you doing uni here or overseas in brisbane oh, oh yeah, okay I to brisbane, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, sorry <laughs> <Lots of places. laughs> yeah and um i was like oh like i might as well just save up and, and go start my own business yeah um, yeah so yeah, actually do it do <laughs> yeah i'll do it yeah. and learn through that yeah. So, um, so yeah, I remember I went on this like big walk and cried and called my mom. I was like, I'm dropping Aww. out and they're just like, do whatever makes you happy. So I was lucky to have that like the support. So good. Yeah. My parents are amazing. <laughs> that um, says a lot about the kind of people they are because mm. there's so many parents out there that are just so, they just have their beliefs around mm. this is the way you like this, this is what you should do. So yeah, that's really cool that that yeah. happened. Yeah. And I think you've been lucky, you know, they've always kind of it's not like we didn't grow up even though we've done so much we didn't grow up with like a lot of money but like they i don't know they like my dad was just the biggest dreamer yeah Yeah. they're dreamers and i think that's something that i'm super grateful for because like i don't have boundaries around me that maybe other people have from their beliefs around you know who their parents told them that they should be so yeah um and and then is that when you started your fashion label yeah so then I saved up a whole lot of money mm-hmm. and flew to China with like no idea I remember landing oh gosh, I in Guangzhou and no one spoke any English and I was like oh my god what am I doing and all I did I just had like five addresses that I'd found on Alibaba seriously Google is everything you can start no, a business no. from anything it's crazy anything you don't know it's just Google Google it's yeah. amazing yeah. Um, and I literally just yeah just did it I just went and <laughs> jumped in random people's like just I don't know it was just you just do some crazy were things you, were you scared when you were doing it or I felt pretty just, safe yeah I'd always yeah. use the metro so I like knew where I was I wasn't just kind of getting into random taxis but, but like you, the but, factory owners would come pick me up and take me down like dark alleyways oh, and I'm yeah. like but then you get to a huge factory and you see like these well-known brands that you know and you're like okay you're legit yeah, so. everything's okay yeah but were yeah. you scared of making that kind of move or no. after you spoke to your your family it was kind of like I was excited. I, can do it. I was excited. Yeah. Um, because, and, and it's you did funny. It alone, right? Like yeah. You went and did this alone. Literally alone. Yeah. Like I had, you know, yeah. That was it. Really, it was just like me, That's myself, awesome. and like some bulls. And it's funny as I've gotten older. Not that I'm like super old now, but like I've gotten more scared of doing those things. But when I was eighteen, I Why? just got on a flight. Why? Let's let's talk about this why why, why do you think that's happened maybe because i made a lot of mistakes so um like but you're of okay. course yeah you're, i know yeah, yeah i think it's funny it's like the fears sometimes come up more but i think because i went through a period where it was like i did all that stuff and then i went into like a really corporate role where i stopped doing all of that stuff um and that was when i started at Hayes and recruitment mm. and like really stopped doing that mm. and so like then when I was like kind of putting my toe out again into that like um you know business like world I the fear was stronger I don't know it's weird yeah when I was in corporate (laughs) I felt like I the fear of judgment oh yeah and that was really big for me when I was in corporate and it took a long time for me to just shake it off and not give a shit really about what anyone thinks and just do my own thing it took a while but I don't know there's just something about 
the corporate world sometimes that makes you feel like that and it's probably just what you create in your own yeah. head because of the environment that you're in but I yeah. completely empathize and yeah. it's so interesting to see that you were just like whatever and then you yeah. went into this world and you're like oh actually I don't know yeah stepping in it it's, it's it's um yeah I don't I, I don't really know to be honest it's it's weird it's like you learn a lot about yourself that's all I can say and I'm sure that you have experienced that through baby brain box these fears that you didn't even yeah. know were there come yeah, up yeah definitely um yeah definitely <laughs> I'm always uh, especially at the beginning I like don't really care anymore like I I was and I didn't realize that I cared I just thought that I was nervous about say making a video or mm. whatever but it was because I was scared of what other people would think yeah or but really who, who really gives a shit yeah. no one even cares the thing is that no one cares yeah have their no own one problems. gives a shit yeah we, no one actually gives a shit and yeah. you just think they do and they don't they just don't i would mm. say like you know if you are not feeling those fears you aren't playing in a big enough game because like yeah if you're playing if you're living a small life you'll have very small problems you're and like your things are easy and i think when you know when i was in corporate maybe you were in that corporate mm. life you were playing a bit of a small game because it was easy mm. you go to work you work mm. you know Monday to Friday, you get paid. Like you're not, you're challenging yourself, but not to the extent where you are on your own and you're pushing boundaries and you're like tapping into the thing that's your thing and that's scary because that's vulnerable. Yeah. Because you are like, that's your thing and it's you're not protected by this like layer of brands oh, and, yeah. and all that security that, that comes with that. Yeah, for sure. I think that is a sure. thing as well. So uh, when you were obviously did some stalking and <laughs> checked out a few blogs that you were you were interviewed by a few people uh, on YouTube and on some blogs, probably don't remember. Oh now. my gosh, you fully stopped that. That's like so embarrassing. I cannot believe <laughs> you found that video. Oh my god. <laughs> so that is so funny. <laughs> I like how no. <laughs> so you you were interviewed by a fashion advocate blog and yes. in answer to one of their questions you oh said gosh. that you have always wanted to make a difference but how you weren't sure and dresses inspired you because it makes women feel beautiful strong and confident and that's what really excite like that's what really excites yeah. you and when i think about that now it is basically what your core value is mm. like your one of the things that really stands out um, about you as a person is that you are so passionate about unlocking the best in people and ha so that's been really obvious from the things that you've explored so far so you mm. wanted to make an impact to the people yeah. in Africa you wanted to make an impact for women mm. and now you're just so clear on what you care about which is unlocking the best in people how did you come to discover that this was what you cared about so much and this was your thing yeah. how did you know like how did you come to that realization that's like such a good question because i think it is something that so many people struggle with it's like what do i do what do I... and it's not always like mm. a role or a title or something and it literally took like years and years of trying things that excited me and and mm. being like what do i love what are the things that like make me happy and what would I do anyway if I wasn't getting paid for like asking myself those questions and mm. going out and exploring and, and actually like just getting really clear on it and when I got clear on it I looked at everything I'd done in my life from you know like yeah the the label to other businesses that I've had that just didn't even make it off the ground or yeah there are so many other videos so, that I'm so glad you haven't seen because I have so many I was really good at my business <laughs> I don't know how I didn't find the other one oh, I don't know maybe you did <laughs> 
But um, yeah, and I, and I remember watching, you know, I think everyone's seen Simon Sinek's Golden Circle video and yeah. like starting with why. And I got really clear on my why, which yeah. was, you know, igniting potential and igniting spark and, yeah. and that in people. Um, and and it doesn't matter what I do, whether it's, you know, my role now at Momentum, which is people and culture, or whether it's, um, you know, my passion project, which is Ignite & Co. Yeah. It's all the same. So it doesn't even matter. And I think you can be doing anything in the world, whether you're a cleaner or you're, yes. a, like, you're a doctor. Yeah. Like, you're in, as long as you're clear on on what you love and, and what your why is, like, you will never go another day without feeling on purpose. Because I think people are, like, striving to find purpose out there. And I remember seeing, I, I think if you type into Google, it's like find my purpose. There's like millions and billions of res, you know, results that come up mm, and mm. people are looking for that outside of themselves or, um, you know, they go on these big trips around the world to try and find what their purpose is. And your purpose is just doing every day what excites you. Yeah. And, like and if you don't know what that is, yeah. it's just go out and try a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Go on Eventbrite, go to events, go see people speak just yeah. go out there and discover um and so so when you so we're talking about ignite and co yeah so something else that you said that really stuck with me was and it's literally what you've just talked about so it's so good to see that that is so consistent with you still because this mm-hmm. is probably from a few years ago yeah. so you said we can all learn to be good at things and even master skill sets but if you don't take the time to discover the small things that light you up then no matter how much money you earn, how many promotions you get, how much free stuff your company gives you, you will never truly be satisfied. Mm, yeah. And that is so true. Yeah. And I did that at Hayes. I was on over, you know, six-figure income and I felt so like, like, you know, I was anxious. I was like sad. I was crying all the time mm. and I felt so disconnected from mm. who I was. Mm. It doesn't matter how much money you earn because you're so upset. You normally go and spend it or, you know, like it doesn't matter. It's like you actually have to do something that that makes you happy or even if you're in a role that maybe isn't the best thing in the whole world you find a part of that where you can like live your why you can connect to that yeah kind of like creating your own role like yeah yeah designing your own role in a way i love the idea yeah Yeah. um so can you tell us a little bit about you touched on igniting co but can you tell us a little bit about it and how it kind of came to life yeah so just for those of you guys that don't know it's, it's still very much a passion project mm-hmm. i think it's so important to have something like passion that. projects are the best every, yeah and yeah. um even at momentum like i really advocate for that and i love when i interview people and they tell me about other things to have on the side because it means that they're out there trying to do the things that they enjoy and we've got people that like build drones and like build apps and stuff it's yeah. pretty awesome they've got a life outside of yeah work. it's not that yeah um so it is all about empowering um women um to kind of ignite her spark um envision what's possible and just unapologetically live her best life love so that. that is really what it's aimed around um and i look at all my like beautiful girlfriends and i'm just like you are so incredible and I want you to know that and I think that's the biggest thing is and that's what always sparks me to do this sort of thing because I see people who don't actually realize their full potential and they're living their life like just kind of cruising by and and we all have doubts we all have fear that comes in our way but it's like you have so much to give Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes someone out from the outside to look at that and and see that in you um so it's just providing like a space for people to 
try and learn about who they are and what excites them and um and how (laughs) yeah yeah and have you had thoughts about how you start doing that like whether it's like through creating a community or through your writing yeah so started off with a book but it's been a really funny adventure i've started the book like three times and now it's more love the honesty yeah Yeah. so yeah so (laughs) sometimes the process is really tough and i'm like really enjoying like being through that because it's not all like fun and exciting sometimes yeah. the process is shit and you're just like i don't want to um, do this anymore the process <laughs> is always shit just, let's just be honest but sometimes it can be really fun uh, but, yeah but yeah it is really hard like you never get it first the first you never get it right the first time yeah and yeah. i think like i'm so committed to that like i just look at my vision board and i have those all those all the things that i'm aiming towards so like my story around i'm not a good writer is is like I need to get over that. You and are that's, a good and writer. That's, but it's like, who am I to like not keep going because of like the impact that I want to have? Like all these women. I've seen help. her articles; they're really good. <laughs> Thank you. They're <Absolutely laughs> good. But yeah, so I think um, it'll be like a workbook or something where you can like do some discovery. But it's like evolving, and I've got lots and lots of ideas. So it's kind of just choosing a few of those and sticking. So yeah, it's good. I love it. Yeah. So kind of going on from that, I mean, you said that you you think you're not a good writer. Uh, but it's a good kind of segue to the next question, which is, what do you, what would you say is your biggest weakness? Um, yeah, this is a good one. So I am a dreamer, which is great, but I'm also very unfocused. (laughs) Focused in structure is not my strength. So, um, that is my biggest weakness and it's something that I like very aware of. Um, I'm not too hard on myself about it though, because I also know that that's who I am. And if I was really structured and and really focused all the time, the one thing I might miss out on what else is out there. It's definitely a balance. So you can't always just jump from idea to idea and, and never follow through on something, which is why it's so important to take the time to get like super clear and committed and then commit to that. Um, there's actually this really awesome, there was a talk from Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's, um, I don't think I have. She talks about, about, um, it's, well, I can't remember what it's called, but she talks about, um, you know, following your passion and she talks about, um, the jackhammer and the hummingbird. And she said, um, yeah, yeah. So she talks about the jackhammer being like, you know, you know, that person that wakes up and they're like, I know what I want to be and I want to be a scientist and they go after that and they go after that yeah. and they go after that. Yeah. So when she, when she woke up, you know, she wanted to be a writer from her whole life. She knew that that's what she wanted to do. But there's so many people out there that have no idea what they want to do. And they look at these people and go, Oh, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. So that's like the jackhammer personality. So they just like literally just go after and just keep beating and beating. Yeah, and then there are people like hummingbirds, which I think is like me and you, and yeah. it's, it's definitely my kind of personality. And I think a lot. I think most people are hummingbirds, yeah. right? And they go, but the beauty in that is that they go mm-hmm. from like this project to that project to that idea or to that workplace and to that one, and mm-hmm. they spread their magic around because they spread magic. Love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you know they it doesn't, and so it doesn't your purpose and, and all that stuff doesn't have to be this one thing it can be multiple things you can have multiple things that you love it doesn't you don't have to pick one thing and that's your yeah. only thing exactly because I think we, I remember with the fashion exactly. label I'd like created this whole identity around I'm now a fashion designer I'm now like a CEO like all this stuff and then when I decided that it was really hard to detach from that because I I was like you in created that, that persona I was yourself. this thing and so I think we've all got to ask ourselves like who are you without your role who are you when you're not being the CEO or the owner of Brainy Box or a fashion designer yeah. or people in culture like that? So that's why it's just like 
I can't say it enough. Like you just have to know who you are or just be on that journey to discovering yeah. it. I love that so much. That is bloody awesome. <laughs> I'll send you the video. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll we can have share it. In the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it's that. It's awesome. Um, okay, so okay, so you've said that you you're a dreamer, and I think there's so many positives in being a dreamer because you just get to think about so many different things that excite you and have so many ideas and just go out there and do different stuff and have such a good time doing it. And you said that. But having that means that there's a side of you that's less structured and less focused. So do you have any tips on how you've managed to stay focused and, and structured with Ignite & Co? Because it, it has like, you've done, you've rewritten a book three times. <laughs> yeah. So how, so, so obviously you have developed some kind of skills to have that structure and yeah. that focus. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think um, any sort of like vision, like... I mean, it depends what kind of, like, who you are and what works best for you. Mm. Um, everyone's really different. So um, a vision board works well for me because I'm like, okay, that is there. I know what it is. And it's not like you forget it, but sometimes you need, like, visual reminders. Yeah. Um, so I have it, like, visually. I, I've written out, like, a manifesto sort of thing on my phone. So I read that. Like, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? So I'm, like, always awesome. looking at that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, whenever I'm writing, like, when I just want to go off and do something else I look at that vision board that I've created and I'm like okay that is what I'm aiming towards um and in terms of like focus it's just like you just have to you choose you know it's I always talk about like choosing choosing your heart like Mm. what do you if you want to just go and and cruise around that's awesome that's totally fine and if you don't if that's what makes you happy that's what makes you happy it's fine but like if you are going to commit to something bigger you do have to choose the tough terms that you don't want to you know it's just about being focused and prioritized yeah um i can I definitely that relate. helps it no it, i can <laughs> definitely yeah. relate to that and the other because it's not my strength so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna no, run all these they, things that i don't do no but i'm figuring it out yeah and they like yeah. they're great tips and i think the other thing is the way i because sometimes i struggled with that but it was more like if i wasn't doing it as well i think this is another thing if you're doing something else and there was something that you had committed to that you wanted to do, whether it was writing or doing a video or going to an event, whatever. Yeah. If you're not doing that thing and you feel guilty, yeah, it's a sign that you aren't where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I think that that I felt that a lot. I was always like, oh, like I just could have woken up an hour early and did an yeah. hour of brain box before yeah. I went into the office. Or, yeah. damn, like I should have gone. 20 minutes earlier to this event so I could have been part of the networking yeah. session and meet some, you know, some new cool people, yeah. whatever it is. I think when you are in tune with those feelings, you know that you need to make that decision to yeah. next time do something differently. So I'm I like, really nothing's like wrong that. or right, but it's just like, be honest with yourself. Like, what, exactly. do you, what do you want? What do you care about? What's going to make you happy? And, and do yourself the favor and like you you if you keep going after what you want you will be successful and i think when we redefine yeah. our version of what success is it is just going yeah. after work sites so it doesn't matter whether you what is your definition definition of success taking action towards something that i love it's not about whether it fails or it's a huge make like it, yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just doing the <laughs> thing that just, you love yeah that, that's it yeah that's it yeah I think that's a really good that's way to That's true to myself success. because when I don't do that, I, I know that I like I don't feel fulfilled. So Yeah, I love that so much. Um, and I have to thank my boss for that as well, Bobby. Like he saw something in me and he you gave knew. me the opportunity to step into 
this role um, and the team as well for trusting me to, to come in and, and help guide them. Okay, so you, so you got into this role in people and culture without that experience. Obviously, you were really passionate about it. Yeah. What? How did you do that? Like, What tip would you give to someone who, say, wants to step into that space or something different but they don't have yeah. experience, they're just really passionate about it? Given you're someone who interviews people as well, yeah. what kind of tips would you give them? I mean, it's not really about what you say, it's about how you say it. And, you know, I think when you, if you're wanting to go into an area that, you know, you don't really have the experience where you have to just be willing to, to learn and to, to go and, um, I mean, kind of get clear on what it is that you really want out of that. And is it something that you really want just for the label or is it you actually want to go in and, and create the change on whatever it is? But um yeah is it just being is it just being it sounds like you're saying just be genuine about what you're why you're going for that role that's so outside what you've been doing yeah and and obviously you want to make sure like it's all about value as well like value exchange yeah so what what do you have yeah so you you can't just expect someone to be like okay cool you've never done you've never been a doctor before just go and operate like you have to be able to give some value as well so for me it was recruiting I was a strong recruiter um and yeah I had all these ideas for culture but also I could come in and recruit and I could also start implementing stuff that I'd already done before as well whilst learning so it's all about kind of give and take in a way you have to have something to give and you have to be certain on what it is that you have to give if you don't know if you don't know like what you have to give and you're just like please give me an opportunity like that's help me like it's not yeah like at the end of the day like companies they they've got to make an you know profit and so you have to know what your value is and and um and also be like i want to learn this and like imagine people coming to a role to a role being like cool this is what i'm going to do i'm so passionate and committed about learning this thing i'm like there's that passion doesn't really exist in a lot of companies like people just do the bottom line they just do what they're expected to do and what's Mm. in their role title but like you know so I think when you Mm. identify someone that has that like that will to Mm. go and like create something within your company like let them like Mm. give them the reins and it It doesn't matter if they fail or muck up like you want that and that is so attractive and I think you just got to be prepared to ask for it and also be accountable and own it. Like give people ownership to like, be like, okay, cool. You want to do that? We'll back you. But you also have to, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to make the plan and we'll, we'll support you. But mm-hmm. it's not all about give, 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 and we're going to give you everything. Cause then it's just like entitlement and people are like, I can do whatever I want. Love that. So yeah. 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 That's a really roundabout way. I hope I answered. No, that okay. I think, no, I think that's, that was, that's really, really good. Um, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, coming in and actually knowing how you can add value to a role that you might not have, let's just say 60% of the skills for or 70%, that self-awareness is so important because if you go in somewhere not knowing anything about yourself and it's going back Mm. to knowing who you are outside of a title, then that's going to be really hard if you're trying to move into an industry that you haven't had experience in before. So I think that's a really, really good tip. Um, so talking let's talk about leadership so being in the space of people and culture what kind of leadership do you think is needed um in a time where we're continuously innovating there's so much rapid change going on all the time and it's definitely not going to slow down with all the new technology coming in like ai digitization agile ways of working all of that what kind of leader do you think 
we need in this time and probably like for decades to come yeah I think leadership is really changing it's no longer like the management style where it's like you you know you do that you do that you do that I think now it's and Gary Vaynerchuk speaks about this a lot it's like you know Mm. as a leader you work for your team like you are there to support them and to Mm. like uplift them um so I think the type of leadership is like one empathy because no amount of AI and machine learning can like replicate that yeah. <laughs> so just like caring and like giving a fuck about what people really want like and and just like humanity 101 find out yeah. what matters to people like find out what drives them and what what they care about and give them that to an extent you know like that's that's like the biggest thing is just care like yeah. i think you know it's not all about kpis and driving people get exhausted and there's only everyone has like a certain tolerance to how much they can take to like you know like being treated badly or like just like I don't know like we're not machines we're human beings and cultures and engagement and stuff like that's the biggest people people like reason people leave a job is because they don't feel valued so like at the core of just humans we want to feel loved we want to feel appreciated and valued um so it's just like understanding that and providing a safe space for people to like come to work and thrive like people have amazing amounts of potential so like you're as a leader it's your job to find out how do you create that space for that person to thrive and everyone's different you know Mm -hmm. just because you're you act in a certain way and you expect things done in a certain way you have to look at everyone's individual personality and like understand okay this person's a little bit more sensitive so i can't be like you need to do that you need to do that i need to sit down and go how can we do this together how can i uplift and how can i support you so it's really creating environments, um, which isn't an easy job. So I think people like mm-hmm. the idea. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, okay, we talked about the week, like your weakness, but also the flip side of that, um, being your, you're a dreamer. Mm-hmm. What about what you're really proud of? I actually love this question so mm-hmm. much and I've actually started um, asking it in interviews um, because I really like it because I think we always ask what's your strength what's your weakness in an interview but it's like what are you proud of and I don't think we ask ourselves that enough because you always focus on what you know what went wrong and stuff yeah um, I'm proud of just giving things a go like I always want to know that I, 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 I want to get to the end of my life and be like I lived my life as fully as I could I wasn't perfect I'm so imperfect but I want to know that I gave it a go so I mean probably the most recent thing is the role that I've come into like people and culture I had no HR experience but I had a passion for people and culture and I knew that you know it's such an important thing here of being a leader because it sounds great and it looks great on their resume and they can say mm. I'm a leader but it's mm. like it's so much more than that so uh, when you're so when you're talking about that and I'm sure like when people listen caring is just so obvious like just care for the person as a person not just see them as work or assets or mm. the outcomes resources. you're going to get right resources <laughs> that were human resources resources I right <laughs> i know so why do you think then so many people just forget about that because i've seen it i've seen it a lot mm. they just forget they just don't they just don't show that empathy they just don't show that care and they're just so stressed and anxious about the outcome that that energy goes onto the person and it's it's no longer about care so how have you managed it yourself or have you seen other leaders manage that so that at all times they are showing care and they are being humans 
That's a really good question. I mean, I think I've seen it so many times as well, and that's what really like sparked me to going into this space because I was like, I don't want anyone to feel like how I felt before in a like toxic mm. culture. Um, I think at the core, like of a human being, people like people want to care and people want to do the right thing, but I think it's really like the pressures from above. Mm. So I know, like in previous companies that I've worked in, it's you know it's just they getting hammered and hammered, and so that kind of just spirals down so it really has to start by the top and if your leader isn't willing to like step up and be that be that like you can't expect that from the whole company either yeah so then so if it's coming like if a lot of the time it actually does come from the top what what do you think about people how people can create a buffer Mm. uh, from that energy that they're getting so that what they're creating is an ecosystem that's really safe for their people how have you seen good leaders create that buffer? Yeah, and and, and and if you haven't, if you haven't come across someone who's now like that's fine. But yeah. I'm just super curious. Yeah. So my partner Adrian, um, yeah. who you've met, he's who I'm gonna interview. <laughs> interview. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yep. He is someone that I look at, and um, he's an incredible leader. Like, and I have been in, he's in a very corporate environment, a lot of politics, and I look at the way that he manages his people and it is amazing. So like he has created like a subculture within a huge company where it's like very interesting kind of culture, mm. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that he cares and the ways that it, like, yeah, so you can, it can be done, absolutely. And I'm sure he'll share a lot more about mm. what he does and his tips yeah. and tricks because he is an incredible leader. Like, I look at him and I go, wow, like, that's, you know, he inspires yeah, me. It'll be in- yeah, it'll so, be yeah. Inter- yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely dive um, into that with It's him. a very hard skill, I think, to yeah. be able to develop. I think as well, like, you need to sort your own shit out. Like, how can you, like, advise people on things if you're not... Like, you've got to look after you and make sure that you're in the right, like headspace oh, to be a leader before you like go and do it to other people yeah, yeah so yeah you need that regardless of what's going on with me it's not the person like it's no one's fault so like why would I put that pressure onto them so like mm. you know I think as a leader mm. you need to be really like you need to be calm and not put your shit onto other people because they don't need that they're trying their best and they don't need to like be stressed out by your things so Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Totally, I totally agree with that. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I shouldn't sit down with someone and go, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's just not appropriate. Yeah. Don't bang your shit out to other people. Yeah. Because you're just going to spread that negative energy. Yeah. Okay, so that was really good. So how would you define, uh, how would you define workplace culture and why do you think it's important? Well, culture is such an interesting thing, especially coming up with a definition because it's like it's a feeling. Mm. Like it is a feeling that when you walk into somewhere or you think of a company or a brand, like it's just like a feeling. So it is so important because like I think especially these days, like doesn't really matter about if you think about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like Mm. I think we're in a really lucky position in Australia where a lot of our needs are met we're very lucky so I think when it comes to a role it's no longer just about working you know nine to five for the rest of our lives now we're actually like okay well what matters to us so one we've got to be really grateful that we're in that position but also just like that is now the question that people are looking for especially like millennials they're like they can do we can do anything like we're in such a different like world and headspace where it's like okay what do I want so you have to be able to for a organization to attract 
good people um, and the people that are going to drive innovation and, and all these things that we want to like drive mm-hmm. you can't have like a negative culture and innovation like those two things just don't really come in if you're if your employees are just trying to people please and they're scared or you know they're just trying to hit their kpis there's no room for innovation or for ideas so you have to like focus on okay creating that safe space and that like and having great leaders that will empower change whether it's you know the admin or receptionist or the ceo like everyone should be able to have that like that um feel empowered to, to create change and have ideas and that's how companies are going to keep progressing and I'm not an expert in this but this is just kind of what I've seen and what like I really believe is kind of mm-hmm. important so to sum up it's it's a feeling and it's just important yeah like, I don't even know there's no, I agree there's I so agree. many stats behind it I don't know the stats I just know that it's important you just know <laughs> and and like you said it, the world is changing and there's so many companies out there. There's so many startups popping up. I know. There's so many small businesses. There's like 3 million small businesses in wow. Australia. That's so, a lot. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> you are one of those. Oh, I'm, you go I'm very small. I'm very on the small girl. end. <laughs> but anyway, um, small and humble. I love it. But um, small and powerful. Small. Oh, yeah, small and powerful. <laughs> small and powerful, yes. Uh, but the point being, if you don't create that good culture, people just move around. Yeah. We've got like phones and, and the phone, like having your mobile on you 24 seven has changed everything. You can look for a job on Seek every single night oh my and, God, yeah. and then be out <laughs> in like a few weeks. You can go on Google and set up your own business in like 10 minutes. Exactly. Like literally you register your domain name and then you log it on on ASIC yeah. and register and that's it. Exactly. It's so easy. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the leading question, the next question is, who do you think is responsible for workplace culture? Um, everyone but also leaders I really I think agree. it comes from leadership you know you, you've got to walk the talk and if you say that you stand for something you've got to back that and I think like it's it's really hard you know like because there's so many other things to take into perspective and you obviously got to be profitable as well but it's like you have to get clear on who you are what you want and and just like live and breathe that and there are companies mm. that do it mm. so but yeah it comes from the top and yeah, I agree. And especially uh, when it comes to what you're saying in terms of you've got to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Because as soon as you don't do the thing that you said, you just lose trust straight away. Yeah. And even when it comes to little, like the smallest things like, guys, clean up the kitchen, put your dishes away, whatever. If you're not willing to do that yourself, yeah. then don't ask other people yeah, to do that. That's really, so it's yeah. kind of like a mutual respect yeah. thing as well. You are no better than any, and it's... Exactly. It is mutual respect. We're all here to do a job. Every single job matters. Without that person, you're not going to get the job done. So I 100% agree with that. So when you're... Because obviously you've been in recruitment. Mm -hmm. When you're hiring, how can you tell if someone's going to add to the culture or detract from the culture if you're just spending that hour with them or a few hours with them? How do you get that sense from them that they're going to be perfect or they're going to add even more dynamic to the culture? Like you actually don't know. That's like mm-hmm. the real honest answer is you don't know. I mean, someone can have the most incredible resume and look so amazing mm-hmm. and present really well and then you actually get them in and yeah, and then, you know, the true colours start showing through. I mean, mm-hmm. people can act really well, so it's hard. I think it's it's finding it's asking questions that people don't expect to be asked, like, What are you proud of? Mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? What excites you? I remember Ooh, I literally had someone off, yeah. I had someone in an interview and I was like, What what um yeah, what 
think I think said, "What are you passionate about?" He's like, "I didn't prepare for that question." Like, oh, you know, just yeah. like three <laughs> people on, off. We're on Google so looking some, up interview questions. Some people are like really prepared for everything. Yeah. So. But you don't, and it's um, like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of not what they say, but how they say it. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, I mean, I hire for engineers, so there is definitely a level where they have to be good at what they do. Yeah, it is not just required. They can be the best amazing person in the whole world but if they can't code like we can't really put them out in front of a client so they have to like you know do all the code (laughs) checks and stuff but like i look for people so one of our values is thought leadership um so we look for thought leaders so what does it take to be a thought leader and i get i ask the question to them what do you think is a thought leader what do you think makes a good engineer like and then you look at are they um actively out there and they building up their own brand they do they have little side things like it just shows people's personality yeah so (laughs) that's why i didn't i couldn't tell (laughs) so yeah it's it's um (laughs) yeah okay Uh, i think i think like what you're i think to summarize that it's about just being your whole self when you go into the interview and actually not feeling like you need to be so polished where yeah. someone asks you about what your passions are and you haven't prepared for that like it's just about being yourself in front of that person but it's also up to the interviewee to provide that space as well like you know when you go into some interviews and it's like so serious like I my interviews are they're trying to have them like a question question if yeah. you walk into if you walk into that type of interview do you would you also expect that how the company operates and the culture of the company is more formal yeah yeah that's very true too. is that is that yeah. true that well, that's the case most of the time i mean i guess it in the corporate companies i've been in it has been very much like that and i think yeah you're probably right it depends on the it environment on the, yeah um but still it shouldn't be like um you know you should make them i've known people to like cry in interviews and like i've that's happened a few times not at momentum but in other companies that i've worked yeah. with um you know i've heard of people yeah, cry. like you should never get so you should never push someone like to or, that point yeah. yeah so it's also up you've got to create a safe space and i think well that says something about if you're crying don't in an interview company. don't yeah like that's not yeah support you <laughs> and the other thing i'd say is just as much as you're going there for yourself to prove your skills and your talents and what you're going to add don't be afraid to find out what kind of people are working in this company. Yeah, and absolutely. And if they suit your style, if absolutely. they're fitting, if, if their leaders like fit into what your core values are, because there's nothing worse than thinking you're going into this space that's going to be brilliant, mm. amazing, going to be kicking some awesome goals, and then you go in there and the people are just not aligned to your values and it makes you miserable every day. Yeah. So I think I'd encourage people to just push that a little bit and find out more about what's going on and maybe even meet the team like ask to meet the team that you might be working in and just to get a feel because I don't think many people do that and I think think some people are so dependent like and they just like I just need a role I just need to get anything so you you really want to make sure that you're not hiring someone from that space because they're just probably going to say anything to please you but also for the person who comes to an interview it's like yeah you've got to like no matter how desperate you are for a role, you want to make sure it's the right one and the right one for you. And I actually yeah. say this to people in an yeah. interview, I say, like, it's about us choosing you as much as you choose us. So it needs to be like an equal for choice. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, you need to see if we're right for you. And we'll, I mean, like, you know, it needs to be like both ways. Yeah, exactly. And I was just going to say as well, like people, uh, you know how you said people are so desperate for a role that they'll say anything to kind of please mm. the, the person that um, is in- interviewing them. 
I find that if you show desperation, mm. it's almost like people get kind of not put off, but yeah, absolutely. it's almost like you've just lost your upper hand. <laughs> If that makes sense. And it's like in everything in life, like it's in business, it's in sales, it's in everything. If you're there being so desperate, you're not going to get what you want. You need to be confident. You need to show that you have value and you can go out and do whatever you want. Absolutely. You've just got to be You got to know you're a badass and you can do anything and you have to like find that in yourself. Exactly. But I'm like laughing because I've definitely been in a position where like I've hated this job so much. (laughs) I'm like, I'll work at a cafe. Someone just hire me. I'm so done. So it's like, this is the human aspect. Like, you know, you know, like you've got to. Yeah, like you have to go in knowing that knowing your value, knowing that you're incredible, and, and like yeah, like we spoke about before, knowing what you have to give. Yeah, but I also do, like have been in a situation where I'm like get me. Out yeah, of it. <laughs> actually, that's true because I'd say as well that when you're at the start of your career, also you just want your foot in the door and you want to start somewhere. So yeah. I do understand that perspective, but I think mm. just over time, knowing what your worth is, knowing what you're good at, yeah, and that yeah, knowing knowing what you bring to the table as well because it's table. yeah. Um, oh, I just lost what I was gonna say. Don't worry. Perfect Come timing back. for the next. <laughs> perfect timing for the next thing. Um, so oh, I've remembered it. Oh, oh go, let me go, just go. Yeah, so go I, I just remember someone saying to me, "You should never leave like on a like on the bad. Like you should always leave, leave on a high. Killing, leave on a leave high. When you're absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. So like whenever you're in a like tough scenario, like you should never leave in that space because like like yeah, it's just a bad space to come from. It's almost like you giving up so you want to do that to yourself and be like I can push through this and push through it and make sure that you leave on a high so then you are leaving for the right reasons yeah and and also when you're leaving don't burn your bridges do do what you can to support everyone and And be grateful for what they've given you and the opportunity and they trusted you and they brought you on for something so you have to be like yeah you should never leave and and yeah that's great advice yeah that's great advice so Health and well-being is becoming a really big topic in general, but now I've seen it trickle into the workplace a lot more, and I've seen a few companies do it really well, where they are actually being trained in mental health health first aid, so they can have the right kind of conversations at work about well-being, Mm. Um, and they're starting to think about people, not from a work-life perspective, but you're at you're at work the, like most of your life mm. so people are starting to look at all aspects of the person their life and the well the the different facets of well-being as well that actually affect your performance because that is completely linked and there's research that shows that yeah. your well-being is linked to how you perform at work and well and what well-being like your happiness essentially is made up of lots of different things but there's specific things that can really trigger you and affect how you perform at work. Yeah. I know that you care about that stuff already, so yeah. you don't need to like I don't need to convince you of that. No. <laughs> but how would you how would you convince maybe more old school mentality that it is important and it's gonna it is going to affect your bottom line if you don't start shifting your mentality and thinking about the person as a whole mm-hmm. rather than just what they bring to you nine to five. Um, I haven't actually been in a situation where I've had to like push that on someone. I mean, 
in previous companies, I've just taken that on as my own initiative and I've like got people to, you know, I, I don't know, I'm the person that people come to for like an essential oil to like calm down mm. or I take them to boxing with me or I like, I'm always the one that people can come and talk to because I've just created that myself. Um, but I think, um, I'm trying to think. Take initiative basically. So if yeah, you're, that's like, in itself, like if you, if you really care about that, just start doing those things and talking yeah. about those things that you're doing with other yeah. people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably up to you to push that. It's hard. I think you can't change how people think. So, I mean, you can go to you can go to your CEO with like you know all the stats and stuff, or you can go to them with they want to make sure that like it makes sense to the business. So if you can give them some great stats about how it can like triple people's performance, and you know give them a plan behind it, then like that I'm sure they would you know they would be like okay let's give that a go but um yeah I would, I would just take initiative yeah, yeah. yeah so what are some of the things that you've done to take initiative in that space well it's interesting I think, I think the first time we met I spoke about this but I had yes. this document called um future you and it's all about discovering you know what excites you and, and I coming into this role just wanted to know what matters to people um because how can I help them if I don't know that I wanted to know what their goals are what their why was I wanted to like ask some questions that enabled them to dive deeper into like what you know what they wanted to do like why did they come to work yeah because <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know sometimes that like I just come here to make money but it's like mm-hmm. why are you actually here like why do you choose why do you get out of bed why do you choose to spend eight hours here doing the work that you do let's connect to that and yeah. get clear on that yeah and I asked a few questions I had like you know what does leadership mean for you and everyone's answers were so different and same with wellness what does wellness mean to you and um there's me trying to organize like healthy breakfasts and take people to boxing when a lot of the responses were I just want to feel like what I do matters that's wellness to workers wellness to me is enjoying what I do people don't care about I mean obviously like healthy eating we know makes some people yeah huge impact see exactly your point like wellness is different to every single person so it's understanding what that is for that person and then making sure that they feel valued and they you know could just be I just want to feel recognized for the work that I do and I don't really you know I do some walking but I don't really exercise a lot and that's okay I feel good so it doesn't matter yeah exactly (laughs) for me wellness is so different to to you and I'm sure we all have different Mm. ideas of what that is so it's just understanding what it is so so the future you document helped um and also I mean there are people at work who you know um gone through like stress or um and anxiety and I I'm not a qualified psychologist or anything, but um, I just helped create like a, a document that I shared with a few people just on like what's helped me personally um, oh, that's with awesome. stress and, and just some tips and tricks and stuff. So, and I actually had someone message me. Oh, um, would you be willing to share yesterday? that? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone message me um, yesterday going, oh, I've really, I've been using those tips that you sent me and they've been really helpful. So like stuff like that, like that's not in my that's role. Cool. That's, you don't learn that. Like it's just... I've just spoken to people and sat down with them and made a plan with them. So, um, yeah, that's cool. I hope that answers. That. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see that as yeah. well because I'd be keen to see, yeah, some of the tips and stuff that we could share as well. Yeah. Um. So, uh, surprise question. Love it. <laughs> Which you've already touched on. So <laughs> the question is, who are your heroes and why? So oh, you spoke about. I know you spoke about your parents. So. I would love to hear a little bit more. Um, and you could, so the way that we define heroes, we kind of stole it from Tim Ferriss. But essentially, in today's environment, mentors are kind of 
put on this pedestal like mm. oh my god do you have a mentor or who's your mentor but really you're not you don't always have access to your mentor you might see them once a month mm. or you might be given a mentor assigned a mentor but you might not have that rapport with them so yeah. what tim ferris says is instead of trying to look for a mentor trying to spend your time looking for this magical person who's going to guide you in the right way why not look out to the world there's so much information and content out there look at for books look look at youtube yeah listen to podcasts um so heroes in this definition are people it could be people that you know um that don't know you yeah. or it could be people that are in your life so yeah, yeah do you want to talk that. a little yeah, yeah. bit about it so it's anyone going after their dreams like anyone that inspires oh. me so much when I like even you like here no. no 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 but honestly like you oh. are doing things that like 90% of the world aren't doing or they want to do and they're scared to do you know you think about how many people mm. die with their like dreams still inside mm. of them I think Steve Jobs like talks about that I think that's a quote that I've heard that yeah, but like it's it just well. you know, and oh, I mean, this Wayne Dyer says this, and he said, you know, don't, don't die with the music still inside of you, and we've all got this like song oh, inside of us quote. that we should like, we've got to like honor. So like when I see people doing that, like, that is my hero. That is what inspires me, and you know, my parents definitely inspire me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like anyone, so. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so much um well, thank you so much oh, for this you. chat it was so, so nice good. i loved it best. i can't wait to get this up um, thank you for having me and thank you for doing the work that you're doing i love it i mean one i love snacks and two i love spark <laughs> in the workplace so i just think it's like so amazing oh, so thank, thank you. you that was so good <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Behind the Bee Box. My journey with Brainy Box has inspired me to share what I've learned from others with you in the hope it makes a positive difference to your life, business or workplace. Your feedback and love is what keeps me going. So please follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Brainy Box or connect with me on LinkedIn at Sherry Amami. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon.